Welcome to the Real Life Cooking Podcast. I'm Kate Shaw, and this week we're going to learn how to make a cobbler. Technically, it's a blackberry cobbler, but you can use pretty much any kind of summer fruit. I've never tried it with apples or pears, but my guess is you would need to cook them longer on the stove over medium heat until they soften before putting them into the baking dish. The baking is basically just to cook the topping so it isn't in the oven long enough to fully cook harder fruit like apples. I don't make this recipe often, because if I have the berries, I'd rather make a berry pie, which was an episode I released last summer. But a lot of people love cobbler. A cobbler has a layer of fruit filling topped with pieces of sweet dough. This recipe has a relatively thin layer of fruit, but be careful if you use more fruit than the recipe calls for, because your pan may overflow in the oven while it bakes. You'll need a 9x9 baking dish or a 9x13 baking dish if you're using more than 4 cups of fruit, a large mixing bowl, and a pot big enough to hold all the fruit. What kind of berries you use is up to you, but blackberries are traditional and very good. This time I used about a cup of blackberries, a cup of raspberries, and two cups of blueberries that I bought. Since the blackberry and raspberry harvest isn't very good this year in my usual spots, and I didn't get as many as I hoped when I went out picking. You can use soft fruit for this too, such as peaches or plums. Start with the large mixing bowl. Mix the dry ingredients of the topping together. Flour, sugar, baking powder, salt, and cinnamon. Cut the butter in until the mixture resembles coarse crumbs. Then set the bowl aside. Next, take the pot and dissolve the cornstarch into the water and lemon juice. It should only take a few moments to mix it up, although you will have to fight with the cornstarch at first because it wants to make a solid hard lump in the water and takes some scraping with a fork or whisk to break up. Once you've done that, you need to add the fruit to the pot. If you use soft fruit, peel and slice it into the pot. If you use berries, give them a rinse and pick them over to remove any leaves or bugs. Then pour them into the pot. Stir them up with the cornstarch mixture, then add the sugar. How much sugar you add will depend on what kind of fruit you use. I recommend going with less sugar than you think you might need, since the topping is sweetened and it's easy to overdo it with this recipe. Too much sugar will overwhelm the flavor of the fruit. If you use all wild blackberries, you might want to up the sugar to half a cup, since wild blackberries are not usually very sweet. If you use blueberries or soft fruit like peaches, you definitely don't want more than a quarter cup of sugar. Pour the sugar over the fruit and mix it up well. At this point, turn the oven on to 400 degrees and turn the stove on to high. Bring the fruit mixture to a boil, stirring constantly. The fruit will release juices as it heats, but it's still thick. It won't boil like water, but it will heave and gloop. Once it's to that stage, turn the stove off and pour the fruit mixture into the baking dish. You don't need to grease the dish. You'll probably need a rubber spatula to get all the mixture out. Next, go back to the flour mixture you set aside earlier. Add the milk and blend it in. 
The batter will be dry, and at first it won't feel like there's nearly enough liquid, but keep working at it until it combines. It's easier to use a fork for this than a spoon, although it doesn't really matter what you use. Once there's no dry flour at the bottom of the bowl, it's combined. Basically, the topping is a sweetened biscuit dough, and there are a couple of things you can do with it at this point. What I usually do is lightly flour my working surface, which of course I wipe down first to make sure it's clean, then press the dough out with my hands instead of a rolling pin. You want the dough to be fairly thick, as you would for biscuits, but it doesn't have to be smooth on top. If you look at the pictures in the show notes, you can see the marks of my fingers in the top of the dough. Once you have the dough pressed to the thickness you want, Use a biscuit cutter to cut rounds from the dough and place them evenly over the top of the fruit mixture. If you don't want to bother doing all this, you can press the dough to the thickness you want while it's still in the bowl, then tear off chunks and put them on the fruit mixture. I actually find this less easy than using a flat surface, but it does make cleanup easier. If you used a 9 by 13 pan, you may not have enough dough to cover it all. You can press the dough thinner in that case. Whatever you decide, once the dough is placed on the fruit mixture, it's ready to go in the oven. You might want to set the baking dish on a cookie sheet in case of drips. The fruit mixture will start to really boil while it's in the oven, so it's easy for it to slop over the sides even if it looks like it has lots of room. Set the timer for 20 minutes. When the timer goes off, check the topping to see if it's done. I just poke a piece with a fork, but you can use a toothpick the way you would with a cake. If the top isn't firm or if it's still doughy in the middle, you need to keep it in the oven a few more minutes. This should only be the case if you made the topping very thick. The topping should lightly brown too, but it can be hard to tell when it's browned since the cinnamon in the dough makes it look brownish already. Once you remove the cobbler from the oven, let it cool before serving. For one thing, the fruit filling is like lava right now, and it would be dangerous to eat. For another, the fruit filling will be runny until it starts to cool, at which point it will set a little more. I will mention that it will be kind of runny anyway. Serve it warm, traditionally with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. The ice cream melts into the hot fruit, which is a delicious contrast. This keeps well in the fridge for several days, covered but make sure to warm it up in the microwave before serving. Thanks for listening. You can find Real Life Cooking Podcast at reallifecooking.blueberry.net. That's blueberry without any ease. You can find the recipe that goes with this episode in the show notes. Now, get out there and enjoy your food. (laughs) 